He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? You're not winning anything with Alex Caruso, without Alex Caruso. I do understand the frustration. I mean, they missed time the year before, Aaron, and they still had the best defense in the league. There's only so much you can take off of. Oh, yeah, but hold on, hold on, but hold on, but hold on. That was not... Yeah, Alex Caruso is a no. It wasn't, but just, it's not, it wasn't just right. Caruso. There were some like other it, guys who weren't there also. Yeah, Get missing KCP and missing Coos, and and again, like if you're if the, the the central point to this is, hey, we're holding the people responsible for, in theory here, probably the Russell Westbrook trade, right? And that is the thing that that I'm sure internally uh, has has led to the most internal fights and and the the largest internal struggle within the Lakers because. That did seem to, like, you could trace a lot of the Lakers' problems back to that. You can't trace LeBron and AD getting hurt back to that. But everything that went wrong on on the court this year, you can, in ways, trace back to the fact that Russell Westbrook is making, or was making, $45 million, and you couldn't trust him on either side of the ball. And, again, if she's going to go out there and she's going to say, yeah, we got to hold people responsible for this, uh, also, we aren't positive that we're going to trade this guy, and also possibly, or and also, uh, the head coach that we bring in has to be able to maybe have to make this work with Russell Westbrook too. So, like, we're sitting here, and after the most frustrating season in Lakers history, like bar none, there might be no material change. There might be zero material change to the Lakers, and in which point, like, it, it like. <laughs> How, how else would fans react to that potential outcome to this offseason other than what the bleep? <laughs> what, what are we even paying attention to the next fair, year for then? Fair, fair. Um, but I would say that, again, let's say, let's say the plan let's, – let's even go a step farther and say the Lakers already have something in place to trade Russ. I'm not saying that's happening. But let's say that Harrison, was the case. you're listening. Aggregate that right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's say that was the case. Yeah. Again, what is Jeannie supposed to say? What is she supposed to say? She, you have to leave the possibility open, right? Like, what is she supposed to say? She's supposed to say, like, we don't believe in Russ. She's supposed to say, we are definitely trading Russ. Like, what is she supposed to say? I mean, honestly, at this, at this one, it... I don't think they have much leverage anyway. I don't think it hurts that much to say, yeah, we're, we're all aware that that didn't work last year. She didn't even mention that it didn't work. There was zero, again, it, like... She didn't mention was, it by name. She, she didn't mention Russ by name, correct. But what is she supposed to say? What, what if something, what if they had a trade in place and it falls apart and you have to bring Russ back for whatever reason? You want to go into next year with, we tried to get rid of you, Russ. We we think you're terrible. We we don't have you in the plans. Like it wouldn't change she... anything, Aaron. He knows that they're trying to trade him. He's probably he he look, you would know better than me, but the reports to this point have all indicated that he wants to be traded too. Like it wouldn't change anything. If if she just came out and said, Yeah, that that didn't work. And well, the, she did the... say it didn't. No, she did say she didn't say Russ didn't work specifically, but she said it didn't work last year, last season. This season didn't work, wasn't good enough. 
Right, but the thing that didn't make this season work was the Russell Westbrook trade. That was the thing. It was between it was between that it, it's between that and and the LeBron and ED injuries, which like they already fired or they they didn't bring back G, uh, Judy Sato over anyway, which, you know, I happen uh, to agree with you that those were the two biggest reasons that this season yeah. didn't go how everybody wanted it to go. I just don't know what is the benefit of her saying that publicly? What is what is to be gained by doing that? Other than maybe it makes fans feel better, fine. But like from a basketball perspective, what 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 is to be gained by doing that? It all right. So one, the entire reason she went and did this interview in the first place was, I would imagine, to acknowledge with fans that that wasn't enough. And so if you're already going there with that intent then why not actually fully commit to it and say, yeah, this is why that didn't work. So yeah, the, 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 the fan part of that is not, is not nothing. And then the second thing is it indicates to your employees, yeah, I'm holding you to a higher standard than you had last year. So if, if she comes out and she says that that was a, that was a mistake, it indicates, it, 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 it says it clear as day in ways that she probably has with Rob anyway, but it says, like, you can't do that shit again. And then the other thing, too, with Russ, Russ specifically, who better to hold Russ accountable than the owner of the... If he wasn't listening to coaches and if he wasn't listening to superstar teammates, an owner of the Lakers saying, hey, Russ, try carrying on defense just once. See how it looks. Box out one time. You might not die. Like, I I do think there is some value in... not. She, we all, you and I both know she doesn't do that privately either. Like that's not, that's not what she would do. But, but again, like if you're, if you're saying this stuff, if you're saying that, yeah, last season wasn't enough, if you're doing that anyway, I, I don't, I don't think there is actually any harm done in indicating what specifically it was that didn't go well. Because honestly, I'm, I'm honestly a little curious to see what she thinks didn't go well, what didn't work last year that needs to get fixed this year. Cause like that matters. If you can't, if, if you can't identify the problem, then how do you fix said problem? I think that is, that is, that is, I think the, the most meaningful thing that you have said in however long we've been talking. I think that is, <laughs> that said is a very lot reasonable. <laughs> that is very reasonable. I think, yes, I would just caution people just because people don't say things publicly doesn't mean they are not having conversations internally or privately and doesn't mean that they haven't identified it just because they don't tell us that they have or say that they have this is the specific thing, right? It is possible. You could be right. It is possible that publicly saying this wasn't good enough for us and this was the problem, it is possible that it doesn't hurt anything, but it could. And I don't think there's enough to be gained with the possibility that it damages either your leverage in a trade or you lose him completely if he's if 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 he is back with the team i just don't i don't see the upside other than it gives fans some comfort like we know what we're doing here i under, i understand i understand that i just think there is too much to be lost i think there's more to be lost than there is to be gained i guess is how i would phrase it all right the last thing and i i promise i'm going to bring some people on stage here also but the last thing that i, I wanted to talk about is is um it's something that you and i have kind of talked about in the past and it's something that i've spoken to uh with people kind of around the league too and it's that this notion of 
the caliber of executive that you can bring into the organization, if they know when they show up, there's going to be meddling. That there's at any time she can just decide, yeah, I feel like talking to Phil Jackson and he's going to have thoughts on the way that you're doing your job. At any time, Kurt Rambis could walk into uh, into the room that you're in and berate you in front of other um, people that are working for the team, other team personnel. At any time, Magic Johnson, who quit publicly on the team in hilariously embarrassing fashion, uh, at any time, I'm probably going to reach out to him and he's going to tell you to make some literally CBA impossible trade for DeMar DeRozan. Um, and, and like, that was one of the notes that I had coming off of this is like, I understand the loyalty to somebody that she is as close to Kurt as she is, right? They are, they have been friends for going on 40 years. So I understand that loyalty as a person, but that loyalty is also why you're always told keep friends and business separate because in business there are conversations there are things that need to be said that you aren't going to want to say to a friend and at some point like we i maybe maybe you and I disagree on this um and and I'm sure there are people who are listening who are going to either agree or disagree but like at some point Kurt Rambis probably shouldn't have input on the Lakers just flat out he has not proven that he is he is worth listening to on modern basketball stuff. And if that loyalty, like you're talking about things that you might lose, if that loyalty that she is saying here, where any and all criticism of Kurt Rambis is deemed unfair, uh, then does that send a message to candidates around the league that you would like to bring in who might say, well, hold on, what's the relationship here? How is this going to work with Kurt? That made me nervous listening to this, just the notion that she is just not hearing any and all criticism about this guy when there is so much fair criticism out there over the way that he ran things in his different stops around the league and in his decision, some of the decisions that he was reportedly behind over the course of the season. Uh, so I think when any executive goes anywhere, I think one of the things in that decision-making process, or even when you hire a coach and the Lakers are in a coaching search, but you know, Mike Brown going to Sacramento, uh, anybody like any, any hire in basketball, they are going to want to know, like the, the questions that you are asking, they are going to want to know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that in and of itself, it hinders that, but I think that it does raise questions for whoever wanting to know, okay, who am I, who am I responsible to? Who am I responsible for? Who am I answering to? They want to know that like organizational chart and even the, like, not really, they, they want to know what kind of power they are, they are going to have and they are going to want to know who actually has power. And some of that can be discovered by the actual organizational chart, but it is more of a question of like, cause there are plenty of people in every organization the kind of the invisible hand who have mm-hmm. power, but who have power that exceeds their role, or they may not even have an actual role, but they happen to have the owner's ear. Right? We, saw this, we, saw, right. we saw this in Dallas, right? With, uh, with what's his name on, on Twitter, right? He kind of like, he was Rallabon. actually, yes, he was, uh, he seemed to have more power, even though he was kind of just a consultant and an analytics guy, he seemed to have more power 
because he had Mark Cuban's ear than actually Donnie Nelson, who was in charge of best operations. So any, any time you are hiring an executive, they are going to ask those questions. Um, and you're going to have to, and they are going to have to trust that they like the answers that you give. But I, I think, so I, I don't disagree with you. I think that is a question for anybody the Lakers would try to bring in. I think it is a fair question. My, I guess my disagreement with the framing of it is that this is like a Lakers specific thing because it just isn't. It's like this everywhere. No, but I, it's like my parents used to say to me when I would screw up at school. And I would say, well, so-and-so is doing over there the, the same thing and, and, or whatever. And my parents would always say, well, I'm not their parent. I'm not their, <laughs> I'm, co- I'm covering the Lakers. So like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, yeah, Kirk Lakeup is a problem for, for the Warriors moving forward. I don't even know if it's Kirk or Kurt. I don't know. It's Kirk, Kirk Lakeup. Yeah. It's his, it's his son. My, mm-hmm. my, 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 my point in saying that is not to say like, you know, you get pulled over for speeding and like, well, what about all those other cars, right? That were speeding also. Why'd you pull me over? But that's not my point. My point is in saying this is not a Lakers centric problem is that you're when you're asking about will it affect their uh, ability to attract high quality executive candidates? That is in comparison to the rest of the league. If other teams Mm -hmm. are having, if they're going to ask the same questions of other teams, because everybody's like this, I don't think the Lakers situation is unique insofar that it is going to be a problem for them to attract candidates because there are these kind of questions all over the league. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it just might matter as soon as next season, if this next year doesn't go very well. And that's something that is worth monitoring as, as we arrive at that point. Now that, that is quite fair. That is absolutely fair. All right. Let's, let's open this up a little bit. So, uh, I'm just going to bring on, let's see, it goes, uh, we'll go Keenan. Uh, we'll bring you on as a speaker. We will go fresh. We will bring you on a speaker. Robbie will bring you on as a speaker. Um, Keenan, I'll start with you here. Uh, one, did you read the article? Because d- you needed to do some homework for the com- for the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I read the com- the the article. All right. So how 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 did you how did it land on your doorstep? How did you feel about it as you were as you were reading it? it so I feel like Lakers fans more than anything, including a Russell Westbrook trade, it want like accountability from people in the administration to make sure like it does, this stuff doesn't happen again going forward. And so like going back to the Rob Polinka press conference where he like took accountability, I remember sitting there like, Oh yeah, we're finally getting some accountability. And then immediately afterwards it was like, well, actually it was all Frank Vogel's fault. And then, <laughs> and then, so with this one, yeah. I remember seeing tweets about, I'm not here to make excuses, yeah. but man, did you see how many games? LeBron yeah. AD missed? Yeah. So I went in to read the article or I saw a bunch of posts about the article and I was like, okay, I'm sure people are just making this out. They're just snipping out a piece of it to where she actually took accountability. Didn't just like pass off like, Oh, I, but I paid the money I should have paid to win the title, you know? And then I read the article and was shocked that like, to me, if I expected to see something like, you know, we didn't get it done. I would have changed things, but you know, we did what we could and I'll learn things from that going forward. But instead it really did feel like, None of that was there. And it read more to me as a fan of, you know, we let Alex go, but I would do that again because I'm only going to pay this much money to win a title. And that's kind of how I felt about it. 
Aaron, do you think do you think if they had that to do again, they would have done the same thing with Alex? Like like given because again, like as you've said before, the Alex decision was in part financial and it was also in part because the people responsible didn't value Alex enough as a basketball player. So like are there lessons learned there from what you have heard? Yes. 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 Is this the, the simple answer? Yes. But okay, what's the but, less simple answer? No, no. Yet. Yeah, no. Yes. Yes. Is the, <laughs> yes. Is the simple answer. However, th- that is unknowable until you see what happens going forward. Right? Like, yes, those, well, that's yes, what leadership think, is. Yes. I think they were, le- yes, I think they were learned, but then are they going to be implemented that? And now, because the Lakers at this point do not have a draft pick, right? You don't get to see those answers. Uh, you don't get those answers until free agents, until theoretically the offseason trade, theoretical trades and, uh, and, and the offseason. You know, who is traded, who is kept, who is signed, all of that kind of stuff. Yes, I will, I will tell you lessons have been learned, but you don't get to prove that those lessons have been learned until you get a chance to implement those lessons, which isn't for a couple months. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. It it just that's a pretty important lesson. We'll Let's talk to my boy Fresh with that baritone voice. Let's yeah. talk to my boy Fresh. Fresh, Fresh come, come on, on. Come. It, 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 do you take? Are you on the other end of the spectrum here, where you said like, you know what? It was nice to hear Jeannie just kind of in her own way take some accountability here. No. Okay. Oh, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, honestly, you know what? I like how you compare it to like what your parents would tell you as a kid because it kind of brings me back to my childhood. It kind of feels like they're just running a business with the homies, you know, like like yeah. LeBron's there. You know, you got magic, Phil's in the neighborhood. Let's see what Phil thinks about this. And it's like, man, like, you know, we're like, we care about the Lakers. And you, you got just everybody in your ear talking. And what's ironic about it is magic has said that it's too many people at the table, but it's kind of like now he's one of those people that's too many people at the table. So, I, I mean, I know it's like a family business for Jeannie, but I really wish there was like a stronger, stronger voice up top that could really just put everything in line, everything in order, like some alignment a little bit. Because right now it just feels like she's stretching her arms a little too wide. And it's like, you know, that, that's why we're getting the results we're getting. Well, it's also like, Aaron, I don't know if you've listened to that episode of the Lo- of the Lowdown yet, but... It's also like when I talk about the lack of diversity present in in that inner circle, it is two people who were literally teammates on the Showtime Lakers and a coach who last was, you know, relevant more than a decade ago. So there isn't any like modern voice there. Even Rob, his closest attachment to, to the NBA was through Kobe and Kobe retired. I don't know how many years ago now. Um, and so like it. it when we talk about six years ago, thank you. So when 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 we talk about like, hey, the, the the there are too many chefs in the kitchen here, and they're all holding ketchup bottles. Like that's that's what makes me nervous here is that like there's just when when there are, uh, I guess solutions needed, and everybody is looking at it in the same way. That that that's how you have some stuff fall through the cracks intellectually, and that's why like when when I talk about yeah. One way to hold people accountable would be to add somebody to this kind of conversation. Uh, even if that person is working underneath Rob Palinka, that person's experiences might be different than everybody else who are currently who are currently staring the Lakers right now. I think that matters. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think I again I think that is fair. And first of all, I'm here for all the catch up slander. So come on, come on with that. <laughs> let's get let's get that let's get this catch up slander on. Um, yeah. No, I think don't I think, let I, Avery hear that, man. She's she's a catch up fiend, but she's also not, three years old. So you better not be letting that girl put ketchup on tacos. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Okay, all right. No, all no, right. no, 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 no. All right. Uh, she actually likes spicy stuff. She ate a flaming hot Cheeto the other day and asked for more. It's that wild. a girl. Yeah, yeah. A girl. Uh, I think that I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think that even internally, I, I think it, I think Joey and Jesse are going to be and should be leaned on more because they have proven themselves to be that they can kind of bridge those two things that you're you're talking about. They do they do have the family ties. That is fair, and so that inherently gives them a little bit of a leg up. Um, but they've also proven themselves to to be helpful and to be pretty proficient in the new NBA that you were talking about and finding, you know, all of these and drafting and, and finding all of these these guys that that they have. So I think I think they are and should be voices that are going to be relied on more. But I think what you're saying is is fair. Yeah, I I, I don't have a like great answer for that. I think what you were saying is is a fair criticism. Um, I want to bring Pettiest on here because, um, you know, he, Petty, of, of the people that, that you know, I, I'll follow or I'll, I'll um, see talk and, and go out of my way to, to listen to, like, you are one of the more positive people um, out there. And as you're reading this, did you find yourself, like, do you find, do you have confidence that, that Jeannie and this ownership group and this leadership group can turn things around? There you are. Can you yeah, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I didn't. I was I was coming up and it like blinked out while you were asking your question, so I wasn't sure if you were talking to me. Can- yeah, yeah. So so basically, like as you read this article in the LA Times, and then as you combine it with stuff that we have uh, read over the course of the off season, Rob Palenka's own comments at, at at the exit interviews, like how confident are you that the Lakers, as currently led, can turn things around? I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, uh, what Aaron was saying when he was saying, like, you know, obviously, like, lessons, you'd assume lessons were learned, but we have to wait and see. I think my issue with, like, not so much the article. One, I kind of feel like it's, like, um, okay, what what else is she supposed to say? I don't think she, I don't think it's, like, ever going to be a a positive, like, um, outcome when the Lakers are not doing well and have made bad decisions and then the owner goes on and and answers any questions she could have been just asking about they could have just been talking oh keenan you went out a little bit petty got no. that petty i see I, petty don't even have he doesn't even have that what is it mint though that mobile he got that he got that cilantro mobile yeah. Oh my God. Can you guys hear? He's still he's yeah. still using he's using phone cards. He went to the gas station, bought himself a phone card. He has like Petty, one hey, minute Petty left brother, on this get thing. your get your Rosemary Mobile together. <laughs> Cricket, Cricket Mobile. <laughs> Come on, Darren, brother, get your get see. <laughs> um, Aaron, how oh, Rob, and Robbie out here laughing. Robbie out here laughing like he ain't missed his spot. Yeah, Robbie had his. Yeah, they they they're. That's what that's what's wrong here is that like Robbie and uh, Petty are both on cricket minutes right now and it overloaded the system. But um, Aaron, how confident are you? I like, you, you know, I, I obviously give my thoughts here all the time, but like how confident are you 
given what you have seen, what you know about the people involved here, how confident are you, given what you know about the situation that the Lakers are in? And it's a difficult spot that they're trying to dig their way out of. How confident are you that they can turn things around? I mean, I'm, I'm probably not the right person to ask because at least tangentially, I'm in it. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's partially asking how much confidence do I have in myself? Um, that too, so though. I'm pro- like, you, I'm, you know, you, like, you know how everything's going down. Yeah, I'm probably not the right person to ask, but um, I am confident. Um, I am, I am confident that it is going to get turned around. Now, the, the, the thing that gives me some pause in that isn't specifically about the people. It is about a, if we're going to take like a, a factual look at what it is going to take to do that, mm-hmm. it's going to take getting a lot of stuff right this off season with some difficult circumstances. So that gives me a little bit of pause, but I, I am confident. I am confident if we do this, you know, we have this conversation a year from now. How about this? Here's what I will say. I'm confident if we're having one year from now, if we have this conversation, that the Lakers will still be playing. How about that? Well, I'm not confident that we'll be here a year from now. Um, fair, is, fair enough. <laughs> right. If there All is right. a if there is a Twitter, if there is a spaces, <laughs> if there is a world still, yeah. if there is an NBA, and if both of us who do not take great care of ourselves are still yeah. around for all of that, a year from now, I am confident. I'm confident the Lakers will be in the second round of the playoffs next year. Um, and part of that part of that is confidence in LeBron and AD. Um, I mean, no, that's not even part of it. That's a lot of it. Yes, there's been some injury stuff, obviously. For AD, there's been a lot of injury stuff over the years. LeBron, right, like father time comes for all of us. He hasn't like fully come for LeBron yet, but a lot of it is is confidence in the fact that if you were starting with those two pieces, you were in a pretty damn good spot. To get there, it's going to take getting a lot of things right this offseason. Um, and the Lakers are in a rough spot as it relates to assets available and all of that. But yes, I am, I am confident the Lakers will be significantly better next year than they were this year. All right. I'll end on that. I'll end on that optimism. Uh, I wish I shared it is my only thing, but you know what? I would love nothing more than to be proven wrong. Like that's, hey, that's, if you got if you got ideas, you know <laughs> I ain't tough to find. You know you can text me. Well, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm trying to be collaborative. I'm taking all the ideas. Let's get it. Look, if you We're, if you group if you projects. have a hard time if you have a hard time coming by my ideas, then I I guess I've just been on mute this whole time. Like I guess. <laughs> you, oh no 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 I no! no. I, want speci- I want specifics. Huh? I want specifics. Oh, I mean. All right, yeah. I'll, not I'll, not I'll here. Not, not here and not now. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll text you after this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show live edition. Thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, thank you guys for uh, speaking up, uh, except for Robbie and, and Petty. I hope you guys get that cricket stuff figured out. Um, I promise I'm going to start bringing more people on stage as we go further along here. I just figured as this was a conversation with Aaron and myself, that was going to feature a lot of kind of inside information. I wanted to lean heavily on Aaron here. So um, we'll, we'll, I, I, that was an editorial decision on my part. Until next time, though, I'm Anthony Irwin. Down here. That was Aaron Larsoul. This was the Anthony Irwin Show live. We'll talk to you guys on next Tuesday. Oh, Petty, and, get, that, Petty get that Basil Mobile figured out. And we're doing a pressure cooker tonight for Mavs. Yeah, that's uh, right. Mavs Suns. We're going to be doing Wait, who that. You got, so. who, you, who you got in the game five tonight?
I think I think Suns. I think the Suns take care because they're at home, right? So yeah, I, I I think home court really matters with two teams that don't have too many playoff reps quite yet. And you're going, so that means you're going uh, Miami also. You're going Miami and Phoenix. Miami, I can't figure out, man. Like that, I I think I think I think Philly has a better chance at winning that one than uh, than Dallas has at winning this one. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll find out tonight on the pressure cooker. Yep. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you guys then.